Hey, Doc Danny here, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. I know there's plenty of other things that you could be consuming or listening to right now, so I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you listen on a regular basis, I really appreciate that as well. Look, the times have uh, changed a little bit. Everyone is trying to scramble to figure out how they can move their clinical skill set online. And this is something that we've done for years. And we've been sharing this with countless practitioners by jumping on calls with them and trying to help them strategize on what they can do and how they can transition their clinical skill set online, which is very, very possible. So if you are in that boat where you're not seeing people in person the way that you were before or not at all, and you're trying to figure out how to utilize digital visits, uh, programming remotely, and figure all that out, let's jump on a call. 45-minute call. It's totally free. Head to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call, and we can help game plan how you can move your clinic online as well. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health, and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's up, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and I got one of my favorite mastermind members, members Courtney Morris, on, which, by the way, when I, I first talked to you, I thought I was talking to a girl, so... <laughs> You are not alone in, in that regard. Like well, listen, when, when you uh, picked up, it totally caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when they said, hey, Courtney Morris is coming in, and then some 38-year-old dude walks in, they're like, what the shit? Like, they yeah. have no idea. <laughs> it, it throws a lot of people off. They're looking for a 14-year-old uh, blonde-headed girl. So. Right. But, you know, to, to yeah, to, to, your, to your point, like, you've used it well, you, you, you own it, and uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, like, you have such an interesting story with, you know, so you're in Wichita, Kansas, you got natural wellness physiotherapy, uh, you know, and which is, which is a, not a huge marketplace, not a tiny city either, kind of mid, mid-sized marketplace. Right. But, uh, but have been able to uh, really grow a, a successful cash practice starting from, you know, scratch basically uh, to, to, to be able to build to where you're at now and even bring like family members into, into the business, right. which, is, which is really cool. So uh, let, let's, let's start with this. So, First of all, what made you go to PT school? Why do you want to be a PT? <laughs> this part's pretty funny because, you know, I graduated from, you know, with my exercise science degree and I thought I was going to go do strength and conditioning coaching. I was going to go, you know, work in the, you know, college teams or whatever. And then I, that was right when, like, I went to Kansas State when Bill Snyder got fired the first time. And, like, the entire strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, locker room like cleared out like all these guys had to go find different jobs and I was like oh man like I do not want to uproot my family for me to make like small little incremental improvements all the time so that was kind of my first eye-opening call or eye-opening experience and so uh we were cruising around I was applying for some job at like a YMCA in a small town and my wife said oh hey this is a really cute little town um why don't we both why don't you go and get a you know a job application at the local school here she's a teacher and uh, she got the job and I didn't. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like what am I supposed to do? So I like worked on the Schwanstruck for like nine months. My stepdad was there. And so I was like driving along delivering and, and you know, doing relatively well at it. But my brand new wife is sitting at home for 70 hours a week by herself. And she's like, this is nice. Like you got to find another job. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it never occurred to me like, oh, I need to go find something else to do. And so I, I had no idea, like the town I'm from 
is like 1300 people in Western Kansas, like maybe on a good day. So we didn't have like, we don't have a PT in town. I had no idea like that was even a thing. It was just something that I'd heard about. So I called a handful of my like former college classmates and said, hey, what are you doing with this exercise science degree? Like we're getting ready to take finals, idiot. Like we're in PT school. And I was like, what is PT? So I like go and observe and like I had to go to classes, like get into PT school the first time. So I was like 27 when I started PT school. I was kind of like, I, like the old man on, on the block, you know, it's like, Hey, you got my lawn. But it was, it was one of those things where like, I, I just didn't even know that it was a thing. It wasn't like my life old, like my lifelong dream. Like I liked movement and I liked, you know, lifting and working out. And I was like, well, I can maybe turn this into a job. Yeah. So what year did you end up graduating? So you graduated when? 2011 was when I graduated from okay. PT school, but I graduated uh, undergrad like December 2004. So yeah. it was a long stretch before I, you know, like, three and a half years before I got back into PT school. Big gap, man. But I, you know, I think that, um, part of like, it's funny when we see like people have superpowers when it comes to, uh, you know, going into business for themselves. I think one of yours is you're really good at connecting with people. Like, and I don't think that you can have that same level of connection and being able to relate to people without having like some life experience and, (laughs) you know, like figuring it out kind of the hard way sometimes. So I think it's, For, you know, for the time you spent delivering frozen, you know, food, uh, it probably helps you, you know, because you definitely have like an interesting story. So so you graduated 2011. When did you decide I got to go do my own thing? Yeah, it it was a while. So I, I went and I was, you know, kind of like the, you know, the clinical director, like basically right out of school because they did have like all this other life experience and I had this sales experience and I had kind of some of these leadership experiences. And so I was like that clinical director for like the first five years out of PT school. And, you know, three years into it, um, I had kind of realized maybe four years, like that while this clinic, like a lot of around the country are like, they're kind of pushing towards volume. And I was always kind of pushing towards, you know, quality and, you know, follow up and things like that. I eventually realized like, this is not a battle that I was going to win. Like the owner and I were, like we were cordial and things like that, but like, we were always just kind of locking horns about like, Hey, here's how I think you should do. And he's like, wrong. And so that, that was one of the things that, you know, I picked out some frustrated night some evening where my wife was frustrated. She was teaching journalism. So she's doing a lot of hours and nights and weekends. And I was like, is this how we're going to write it out for like the next 20, 25 years? Like, is this how it's going to go? And you know, I, you know, hopefully like, hopefully this is not the answer. And so, we kind of started planning our exit strategy right then. And like a year from that date, like we are going to like quit our jobs. And so this is what we did. Like in the July of 2016, we'd done enough saving and setting up and you know, my, we, we had applied, I went and got a recruiting company and I got a, a license in Oregon and I was just going to go, you know, I was going to, we we're going to travel around the country for a year. My daughter, had another year of preschool. My son was in second grade. Like my wife was already a teacher and like, well, second grade, he's not even doing multiplication. Yeah. So we're just going to leave and we're going to travel around the country for a year and then kind of just see where it let, left us. So, you know, we're cruising out to Oregon. I've got a license and a recruiter. I don't have any place to work yet. And so we ended up finding a really great spot. We kind of traveled every weekend. You know, we were in two different spots in Oregon, so we were there for six months. Um, you know, we were at, we were, you know, right outside of Corvallis for the last part. And so we're 90 minutes from the beach. We're 90 minutes from the mountains. We're 90 minutes from downtown Portland. Like, it's this beautiful area. And then we 
went to Tennessee and then we went to North Carolina and took a nice trip and started back home. And I started at another kind of in practice or in network facility in town. And like right away we were like, Oh shit, like we can't do it because it was right back to that 40 hour rat race. And we're like, we like after having experienced all that freedom and all that time uh, flexibility and, you know, commitment to our family, we're like, I just can't go back here and work for somebody else. And so um, our plan was, uh, and again, all these are my terrible ideas that I kind of go to my wife into eventually. So she's a good sport about but she can tell she's not like my ideas when I get one. Um, is that plan was like, hey, we're going to move from our nice house out in the, or our nice place out in the country. We're going to move into town. We're going to pay off this house in three years and we're going to go back onto the road. And that was the plan. And that would have been October of last year. Like we would have been at it. And so um, what happened was one month after we closed on this new house in town, I was presented with this like job opportunity to go out and, and start on my own. And so um, it was a former PRN worker uh, of mine uh, that said, Hey, my husband is getting transferred out of the state. I started a, ca a cash practice. I do some dry needling. Um, I work out of a hair salon and, and uh, you know, just east of town. And she said, do you want to see my patients? I said, Oh sure. Send them over. And, and she's like, it was a lot more serious about it. She's like, no, do you want to like see my patients? She said, I think you have the ability to do this. I think you can set this thing up. And so we sat and had this conversation and she said, here's how you set up an LLC. Here's how you do this. She gave me like five or six patients and like, that was it. I was off to the races. I quit my other job and I was burning the boats, so to speak. And thankfully my wife was, you know, working there for a little bit longer, but like kind of that's how it got started was, you know, this, former poker of mine, like, hey, here, here you go. And it wasn't a big, you know, a, a big, you know, launch. It was just like, I'll just go start seeing patients in the hair salon. Which is so funny to me to think about, you know, here you are, this, you know, strength conditioning based, you know, kind of performance based <laughs> clinician. Working uh, in stroll facilities, yeah. Yeah, strolling up into a hair salon to uh, work on people's uh, squat mechanics, you know, and, and I think that, uh, but, but, but it's also something that I see over and over again with, um, you know, with people that we interact with that are successful, like many of them, they just, they just take a chance on themselves and they see an opportunity and they go for it. And, and for some people, like they would have said, you want me to do what? You want me to see people in a hair salon? They're like, no way. And you were like, screw it. This sounds way better than what I'm doing now. Like I'll, and, and you seem like you're kind of, you, you know, maybe your wife is like, I haven't had a chance to meet her, but you seem like you're you know, you're very present. You're like, Oh, well, okay, let me do this. And then I'll figure it out from there. And like, not everybody is like that. And they kind of need plan A, B, C, and D. And you seem to be, you're kind of like jump out of the plane, build a parachute on the way down. Right. It was one of those things I knew for sure that, you know, those PT jobs are always going to be there. Right. If, I, if this thing crashes and burns, no big deal. I just go work for another company, but it's definitely one of those things. Like I don't want to be 85 years old and be like, man, I regret having stayed in network the whole time and, you know, working this, like I, I saw the writing on the wall. I knew where that job was going to go. And the answer was like, basically, I mean, nowhere. Like I had already gone there. And so I, I have a very like been there, done that attitude. I really, that's what I really like being a business owner is I'm learning to Yeah, I wasn't sit idly. Like, well, that would have happened, or you know, like it was like strike. This is good pretty good, dude. I, I I lost you a little bit, man. I think 
I think we're gonna need to cut this video just to save some of the bandwidth. Can you hear me right now? Here, let me do this and see if it's on my end. Mm. Hey, that, can you hear me? You're good. Hey, yeah. let's, let's cut, cut your video off just so we can try to save some bandwidth and we'll just do this. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do this with, with no video. Cause I don't want to, um, I don't want to lose the audio on, yeah. on uh, what you're doing, but, uh, sorry about that, man. I, I no, you're good. Everybody, it's not, everybody, everybody's using Zoom all of a sudden. Everybody's busy. I know that's, and it's probably part, it's probably like part of the time where people are end of the day meeting or something. But, uh, so here, well, I'll just, I'm gonna get my brother-in-law to, to, uh, edit, edit everything regardless, but, um, we'll just make sure he okay. takes out like kind of the middle chunk. But, um, so, 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 so tell me this. Okay. So how did you go from hair salon to, you know, transitioning to now where, where you're at? Like how did that transition occur? Yeah, I, I kind of had known right away that like I was so movement based and, and so, you know, you know, I was having people like doing movement patterns, like rolling around on the floor and they're like covered in hair. And so I was like, well, I knew right away that this wasn't, this was not a sustainable model. So I, I had reached out early on to like a lot of different gym owners and just said, Hey, I'm here. I'm, you know, this is the kind of thing I do. And my message, I resonated with uh, the Pilates instructor that's attached to my building. Like, and so I started treating her, I treated her husband a little bit. And she said, hey, there's a spot in my building that we're using for storage now. It used to be a chiropractor's place. Like, you should message the entire building. Like, you should let them know that, like, this is your spot. So it, it works really, really well because, you know, if somebody's, you know, doing deadlift or if they're doing Pilates or if they're doing bar, like, we, we have all these different types of athletes that are in here. And so that, that's what works really well for us is I, I knew that I had to get kind of out of that salon as much as I liked listening to stories and smelling perm solution um, is that eventually like I had to get into this kind of gym because like this, these are, you know, my kind of people. So for you, you make the transition from the hair salon to an actual, you know, space that's a better fit for you. How long did it take for you to get your schedule to a point where, you know, you basically replaced your, uh, your income from the, you know, the director job that you did have? Yeah, it took me, it took me probably right about a year, I would say. And each time that I would go to like a different mastermind event, I would see this big surge in sales. I would see this big improvement in my systems and things like that to where basically we just did the performance review of, of my first employee, which was a year ago to where, you know, at the start of last year, I was just so busy that I, I couldn't keep up and I wasn't doing a good job of, you know, I had as many systems in place, but there's just a certain amount of legwork that you really have to do every single day. And so I wasn't doing as good of a job on that as I wanted. So um, my my brother started joining on with me um, a year ago. He was going to come on and do like an internship. He's applying for PT school. Um, he, he wants to get in this year. He's probably not going to get in. So I've got him for a whole nother year. Um, so it was like, hey, come on. Uh, he was supposed to come on in June. Like, I need you now. Like, 
he went and did a workshop with me. And like, that's when I, when I started my pitch is like, here's why I need you. Please come on now. And so it took him a, a month or something like that to quit his job at the vitamin shop or something like that. But he's come on and he has been like a godsend. Um, he is, he, a is really good at sales and answering the phone and, and all these other things, but he helps us with our marketing and he helps us with all these other different um, avenues that I just frankly could not do on my own. And so it's been really um, exciting, I guess, from like a leadership point of view to like, again, now I get to step back and think about like, Hey, where does this business go? Instead of just being stuck in the and mired up yeah. all day in terms of like, you know, just putting out fires constantly, I, I can take a step back and I'd be like, Oh, okay, well, here's where I see this thing going in three years. Here's where I see this thing going in five or 10 years. Um, and so when I, when I got to that point, like it was, it was a full year before I was busy enough to kind of replace my income. But one, once I added him, um, I could have probably hired a PT right on the spot. Um, but my kind of philosophy has always been kind of like the slow growth mentality. Like I'm not going to be, probably the richest one in any of these PT groups. I'm certainly not going to be the fastest one to get there, but am I going to be around in 10 years doing this same thing, you know, better? Like you're goddamn right. I am like, yeah. that's, that's kind of how we set things up is that we're going to do things right. We're going to be right by our patients, but we're going to take our time to make sure that we, you know, do this, this a systematic way, really. Well, I think that's smart in particular, you know, we, we, we're very similar, obviously like what we teach is very, a lot of fiscal responsibility, track things, you know, it measure it, what measures gets managed basically. Right. And, and the right now that's a hell of a good place to be because for a lot of people that were, uh, you know, just making decisions, tr uh, trying to grow really quickly without really looking at, the potential negatives associated with that along with the positives and being hyper aggressive. Those are the, the, the people that are in a very bad cash management position that may not be around in a couple months, which, which we didn't, I mean, who knew that there was going to be a global pandemic that was going to stop the, uh, you know, the U S economy, world economy, the way that it has. But when you're, when you, you're planning for not knowing when you're going to hire or just having enough cash on hand for a certain, you know, amount of months, because that's what you sh you're supposed to do. It puts you in a completely different position. So, you know, for you, when, you know, when do you feel like you are going to hire somebody else or do you not want to do it and you want to focus on other things? Like what, what are you looking on at trying to do going forward? Yeah, no. Um, so there's kind of two parts to that question is, the first part was I, I kind of technically hired my, I guess my third employee would have been my wife. Um, she's obviously a business partner and she helps us out with like big picture strategy. Yeah. Um, but where I'm, you know, I, man, I really hate throwing around these entrepreneur tour terms, but I'm kind of like the visionary and I kind of decide on like, Hey, where should the business go? But she's like the integrator. Like she's nice. the one that puts the rubber to the road. And so she decided last um, last May that it was going to be your last year of teaching. Um, she's gotten into nutrition coaching. Um, so she, she took that opportunity for her to kind of build up this program. She went through her own coaching. She goes through her own mastermind. So she's trying to build out this own program. And I said, well, this is such a complimentary piece to the things that, that we're doing. And so a lot of our clients will go from working from us to working with her. Um, my brother in the meantime, he is now doing strength coaching as well too our clients, when they kind of finished up with us, I didn't have the bandwidth to program for them. I would yeah. have liked to, um, but he did. And so that's something that he really geeks out and learns on like, cool. 
now these two are basically running their own side hustles within our business. So they're kind of intrinsically motivated too. Um, so in terms of the question that you asked, like starting in June, um, we're going to hire a new grad. Um, he actually kind of sought us out two years ago and said like, Hey, I see what you guys are doing. This is pretty amazing. And so we've just kind of kept in contact until last fall and we said, all right, well, let's do it. So in June, you know, I've <laughs> in a very systemized kind of uh, Courtney Moore sort of a way, <laughs> like I've set up his orientation process, the whole schedule, like we're going through this thing like piece by piece. But, you know, I, I don't know again in June if things are going to be picked up in full tilt or if they're still going to be kind of gradually picking up. So I'm glad that I've, you know, had this opportunity when, when it's been a little bit slower to have all of that stuff done. Because yeah. when he comes on, like, we're going to try to fill him up as, as quickly as, as we can. Like right now we are doing a lot of digital marketing stuff that has been sitting on the back burner for nine months. And so when you talk about, you know, when you're talking about, you know, unexpected things and things like that, like, because we've done such a good job of kind of planning and structuring things from the get go, like we're not really sweating it. And we're almost like thankful um, to a point, like we're, yeah. we're kind of taking these like stoic philosophies about it. Or, you know, this Jocko willing thing, like, you know, whenever something happens, like, Oh good. Now we have this opportunity to do this. And like right now, like I, I was just telling you before we started, like we just shot like the next six weeks or eight weeks worth of, you know, of our video content that's going to go out because like, cool, we would have not have had the chance to do that. And when I was planning on hiring this guy um, in June, we were talking about doing the stuff that we're doing right now in like Q4, like once he's up and running and he's yeah. busy. Like, so like this has been like a really positive thing for us is that we get to put these systems in place now and then they're going to complement our business from here on out. And so we're really excited about um, bringing him on, letting him treat patients. And then I get to take it another step back. And again, do the things that I really like to do, which are kind of the, the systems and the implementing and, and kind of the planning of this thing. How's it working with your family? It's going pretty well. Until everyone was staying at home at school, it was going really well. <laughs> um, uh, Rebecca, my wife, uh, she's a, she's a freaking saint for starters that she has to put up with my nonsense. Um, but on top of it, you know, she, she did have that, you know, year where she was homeschooling. So it's not completely foreign to them. Um, the teachers are providing them the information, which makes it a little bit easier, but she's at home. She's doing the, the things that I ask her to do. She's creating and running her own program. She's running the kids in the school and she's a nutrition coach. So she's doing food prep and she's doing all this other stuff. Like she's amazing. Like I, I will wake up sometimes I get to sleep in a little bit more now than I did before. So I'll wake up at, you know, six o'clock versus four thirty or five. And like, she's been up for an hour and a half, like typing. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> She's amazing about it. And the, the kids like that we're around a little bit more, but there certainly becomes this point in time where like everybody's just got friction and everybody's just kind of like pissed off at each other. And like, okay, let's go for a walk or like get the hell out of the house, go jump on the trampoline. So it's going, I think as well as it could with a 10 year old and an eight year old. So how's your brother? Like how, how's that working out? And also this is your younger brother, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's, he just turned, I think 23 years old. Um, so he's like 15 years, my junior. So he's a, a technically a half brother. And so when he was first born, you know, we'd be walking around in the grocery store or whatever. And, you know, he would have this red shock of hair and that was kind of the color of my hair at the time. And people would be like, Oh, is this your son? I'm like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but, but it, it's really been, it's really been beneficial. Um, I think for him, like no one else is getting like, college intern hours the way that he is like he's really learning a lot from 
you know, a marketing side of things. He's learning a lot from an entrepreneurial side of things, but he's also learning a lot from the technical PT side of things, but right. working with a really specific population of like active people that want to go out and be active. And so um, I, I think, and I hope that he is enjoying this opportunity as much as I and my wife are enjoying having him around. Um, like I said, I'm glad that he gets to stick around for another year, but I mean, I know that means that's one more year before he gets to be, become a PT for me. So, right. um, yeah, it, it's it, like you, it sounds crazy. Like I, ba I, you know, have two basic, basically there's kind of a team of us three, but we're all so related. Like I really, I don't know. It almost feels like cheating. Like I'm not really hiring people, but. Well, you, you got somebody coming on board that you're not related to. So that's, that's a, that's a first test. But I mean, I, I think it, you know, it, to your point, you bring up this idea of like a visionary and integrator and one sounds way cooler than the other, but it's, it's, right. it's not, you know, it's just basically, and I fall in the same category as you with Ashley where, she, so my goal is to like be creative, come up with things. Her goal is to shoot down most of those and, right. and then weed out the ones that like, if I get Ashley to think like if she, if I don't get an immediate, no, that's a big deal. And <laughs> a little crack in the dam. Yeah, yeah. And if, and if she's like, let me think about that one. And then I'm like, holy crap, I'm onto something. You know, it's almost, it's just like my, uh, yeah. it's like my barometer. And I think that, you know, for you, it, like it's a cool, it's cool to have that relationship. And, and also it's, it's, it, there's multiple layers there, right? So like sometimes it, I, I've, I've, I know for me, and I'd love to hear how you guys handle this. You know, we've had to work hard on like, is this a business relation or a business talk or are we yeah. personal right now? Like, like where's, you know, we, we have to set boundaries uh, and that can be a bit challenging. How have you guys handled that? Yeah, it, it's been, because it's been so relatively new for us is, you know, when you, <laughs> uh, let me, let me preface this by saying, uh, Rebecca and I, uh, we met in kindergarten. Um, and so like, wow, we were dating in seventh grade and we were dating in high school and we were dating in college. So like, there are no surprises. Like we know what we're going to get through here. So like anything that's kind of new and exciting, like, Hey, there's something that we can kind of talk about that we haven't talked about before. I mean, we <laughs> certainly want to have our boundaries and we want to, we want to be, you know, mindful and being present when our kids are there and things like that. But sometimes we'll be laying in bed and she'll be like, Hey, you know, the sciatica talk that you had the other day, like you could turn that into a program. Like she, she's like collecting all these ideas. She's, she is the visionary of her own business. And so she's thinking of ways that she can utilize me to like, Oh, Hey, I can, I, we can turn this into a program and we can like, so she's kind of, I don't think like the best influence, right? Now <laughs> she's like, yep, you can make some money off that. Like, Ooh, Hey, that's a good option. So, um, but we, we certainly do. We, we try to take, take the time and, you know, step away from the business and go and have a night out where the kids aren't there and we're not talking about business and we're not talking about, you know, sales funnels and things like that to just, you know, you know, work on our marriage, right? Because if it fails, the whole, the whole ship goes down, right? It's, right. So we, we have to be particularly, um, particularly good about, um, like scheduling those things out. Like, so every time that we have a quarterly meeting, like, we try to schedule out like, Hey, here's our vacations. Here's our trips. We should probably do a better job about like scheduling out our date nights because if we don't, we'll just work through them. And so that, that was something we did yesterday. We just went for like a two and a half hour bike ride. And so we stopped at a convenience store and had a beer and we're like, I guess this counts as a date. And she's like, Oh, yeah, count it. So 
That sounds like a fun time, man. You know, the, the I, I, I think it's, yeah, there's a lot of layers there and, and I just would, you know, I just couldn't imagine working with anybody. Uh, but you know, but Ashley, because of just, just how, how much it strengthened our relationship in a lot of ways, even though there's definitely some things we've had, we've had to, uh, we've had, we've had to work through, but you know, for, for you, you've had enough time under your belt now that you've, you've had some wins, you've had some failures. What's, what's your, what would you say is like the smartest move that you made in, uh, in, in business since you, you've had your, your practice. And then what's, what's like the dumbest thing that you've done that you would recommend nobody do? <laughs> um, I, I think part of the smartest thing was, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize like, how much money they're really making. Um, so we, again, this comes back to our Schwanstruck days, like very early on, we were like, I was listening to Dave Ramsey, like on the AM radio driving around the countryside. Um, so we've been on a budget since month number two. Um, and so when we started a business, it was very obvious for us, like the business needs to be on a budget too. Um, now we're not as scarce as we used to be on, you know, month number two of, of us being married, but um, somebody had recommended to us, like before I even started the profit first book. And so we've been doing that since the onset. And so that's why this thing is not so scary to us is because we have this cushion set aside. We have this, you know, this emergency, uh, this emergency fund. And so we have both the personal one and the, you know, and the business one. So yeah, we're doing our due diligence and applying for the appropriate loans and things like that. But we're not like crapping our pants about it. We're again, we're kind of excited that we get this, you know, opportunity for us to not be, you know, taking care of clients and to work on the digital side of things. So the smartest thing for us was like to be on a budget from the onset and to be, you know, pretty strict about where our dollars and cents go. So, um, in terms of, in terms of the dumbest things, I, I, I almost feel like we kind of have lived this like kind of blessed life where we, we don't run into a lot of adversity. Like, we, we always just kind of view those things as like, you know, stupid tax is like when we screw something up, like, yeah, we could have probably done that better. But, you know, there hasn't been some kind of big major ordeal where it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to set us back. And so we're kind of lucky, I guess, in that sense. I'm sure that something stupid will come up. And when I think about it, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But there, there hasn't been one big glaring mistake that, that we've, you know, just thrown a lot of money at and it's kind of gone the wrong way yet. Yet. Right. Well, and, and I think that's, that's good. And, and also, I mean, yeah, the way you look at problems, I think has changed quite a bit. I mean, I know mine has, and I know you and I are, you know, have similar influences in terms of authors and people that we follow. And, and I think that's, that's what's so cool about social media and the internet and access to information. And, and, uh, you know, who, who would you say in recent years you've been exposed to that is, uh, you know, been really, really influential on, um, not, not just, not just your life, you know, in, in, in business, but just in general, in the way that you look at, um, you know, problems and, and negative things that everybody has to deal with in life. Yeah. For me, there, there's kind of really two. And so my, I think Achilles heel is that I'm probably like a little bit too much of a, of a perfectionist, I, I think, which I'm not super type A about things. Like I can let things slide. And I'm trying to get better about that. But I remember saying yesterday to my son, who is, again, 10 years old, I was like, he was complaining about something and, and I just like flew off the handle at him. And again, he's 10 years old. I should know about that. But my retort was like, do your job. Like, I just want him to do his job. But and so I, I'm trying really hard to have more patience with these guys. Like, 
the window is closing. Like he's 10 years old. Like he's already halfway out the door. And so like, I, I'm really trying to take my time and be more mindful and more uh, practical about that. So I'm, I've taken up meditation and I'm, I'm getting better at it. Um, and so I, I use the waking up app and that's Sam Harris. And so that, that helps me kind of like ground things and start things every day. But, but then the other ones are just like, I think similar ones to you is, you know, Jocko Willink and, and then of course, Ryan Holiday, like the book that, that, that we started that, that I think you guys sent to us was like the daily stoic, like every single day, this thing like seems spot on. It's like, Hey, we're going to write, it's like they're writing it one day in advance for like yeah. what your day is going to be today. Like, Holy shit. And right. so you're reading these things as you go through and it just helps. I think with the mindset that, Hey, if you stay true to your values, if you do, you know, what feels right to you, then all this other stuff is going to take care of itself. And so that, that's how we kind of frame things. And I, I'm trying to become more patient and more, um, more forgiving with, with those kind of things because my instant, like what, what meditation and I think this book has done is it's provided like a small buffer. And, and I'm talking about like milliseconds of the things that want to shoot out of my mouth right when I have these thoughts <laughs> and like that small little space of time that said, wait, wait, wait. And then I'll like maybe change the verbiage of that slightly. Am I perfect this? God, no. Um, I, I'm getting better. But again, it's like 1% a day. Like if I can just make this small little improvement and say, I, I can pick out like small little events with like, oh man, that would have really set me off a year ago. But I'm like, uh, okay. And so that those are the things for me that, that I've been personally working on is, you know, kind of taking these practices and, uh, and trying to, uh, uh, coach out a little bit of, I guess, type A-ism, I suppose. Well, I think a lot of it is also just, <clears throat> excuse me, is emotional control, right? It's like the whole idea of how you respond to situations and you can't necessarily change certain things, but you can definitely change how you respond. And, right. and I've, I've, I, you know, you, you and I sound similar in the fact that, you know, we're probably um, quick to respond, <laughs> probably too, yeah. too, so, too much so that they can get us into trouble sometimes. And, right. and it's funny because, you know, you talk about your, your, your son. I see the exact same thing with my son. He's super quick to, you know, say something back if he feels like he's being slighted in some way <laughs> and, yeah. and defend himself. But it gets him in so much trouble. And uh, versus, you know, I think if you can be more tactful about how you respond to things, um, you end up with, with in a much better place. And usually you get what you want much more often than uh, the, the, the alternative. So, you know, it, it, for you and, 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 you know, obviously you're working on yourself, you're working on your business, and you, you've got your family around you and, and you get this really cool, uh, you know, business that, that you've established. Where are you guys trying to go? So where do you and your wife want to be in five years with this? Like what's an absolute home run for you guys? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would really love, like, I love my space here and I love, you know, walking through my gym and, and, you know, the owner, one of the coaches dropping by and saying like, Hey, can you check out Jeff's shoulder? Like, cool. I, I would love to do that. But ultimately we, we would really like to have our own space. Um, and, and when we have that space, you know, we have the capability for my wife to have, you know, her coaching calls, like her nutrition consults, like in person, yeah. um, we would have enough space, you know, with, um, for my brother to, you know, have the in-person consultation for the strength and conditioning side of things. But then we can kind of bring in some of the other entrepreneurs, you know, maybe it's a massage therapist that kind of specializes with athletes or, or a Cairo or, or somebody else and, and to kind of be this hub of like wellness um, for the whole community, right? Is, is, and when we talk about our core values and our practice, like that, that's, that's really what we want to do is we want to be like 
the place in Wichita that healthy and active, active people want to go to get better at whatever it is that they want to do. Now, with that being said is, you know, we're going to have to, you know, do a really good job of letting those people know that we exist, right? Is that I don't get to go and knock on a bunch of doctor's doors and things like that. Is is that we get to market straight to the people. And so the better job that we do, the better that we take care of them, the more quickly that we can get there. And so that, that, that's ultimately what, what would be for us is, is to, you know, kind of be that spot is to have the biggest positive impact on the community that we can. Um, but I mean, ultimately like anyone else, like we want to, you know, kind of get paid for our impact as well too. So, yeah. um, that, that, that's really where we would like to be is to, is to kind of be in a standalone space where we can, you know, just, yeah, I think be something that we can be proud of and something that we can uh, have clients show up in and, and they're impressed by our, by our, uh, you know, kind of by our facility. <clears throat> Well, you've created this sort of like ecosystem of self-referrals already, right? Between right. you and your wife and your brother doing programming. And it's, it's funny because uh, it's, it, we're, we're so similar in terms of, uh, you know, what, what we, how we structure our company as well. Because I think that there's two options you have. Like you can grow vertically, just like stack more and more employees on top. Or you can grow laterally and say, okay, well, what other services complement what I do that I can have other people, uh, you know, fulfill and, and have you know, revenue that comes in from that, that as well. And, and it's a perfect compliment, especially with your wife, you know, and, and, and your brother with programming and nutrition, like how many people need help with that? Like so many, right? So it's just a matter of yeah. if you've helped somebody and developed rapport with them, you know, if, if, if you give them a referral, um, they, they trust your opinion significantly because, you know, you, you've, you've developed that along the way. So yeah, next step, Hey, let's, let's get, let's get your nutrition under control. Let's teach you how to right. like develop good nutrition habits. Let's, let's get you moving better. And, and these aren't necessarily like, it's nothing that I feel bad about, right? It's like these, it's, you know, people right. are like, Oh, you're upselling. It's like, no, I'm cross selling and I'm giving them some shit they actually need, uh, long-term, you know? So how have you guys managed that? Because I think that like, that's really like a cool aspect that you've built into this. Yeah, it's taken us a little bit of time and, and we're still kind of learning with it as my wife's program evolves and as uh, Griffin's program evolves too is like, you know, they know that I exist um, and they're kind of starting to know that they exist, but it, it falls on my shoulders. I, I need to be doing a better job of letting the, letting these people know like, oh yeah, you know, when you come in here with the same problems every week, like we can work on that, you know, outside of the physical therapy side of things. And so we, we're trying to, to kind of raise more awareness on these other services that we provide. And, you know, ultimately, you know, th this, the nutrition side of things, like that's, I think what's going to be like steering the ship before too long. Um, and so, you know, if you were to talk about like 10 or 15 years, like my daughter's in second grade. So 10 years from now, she would have just graduated. Like it was up to me. We would have everything so lined up and so in place. Like I turned the keys over to somebody and then again, we go back to my original plan, which is me and my wife working remotely, like living in a van in the Redwoods, doing nutrition coaching, and she's the CEO and I just work for her. Like, that, <laughs> that's where we want to go. It's like, who's that redheaded guy in the woods squatting? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we're kind of planning things. Like, I have to do a good job of giving these guys the tools that they need to grow basically their own business. And so yeah. that's exciting for me. Um, but it starts with awareness. Like they just are just now learning like, oh yeah, we can, we can program one-to-one -one on or one-on-one -on -one stuff with you in, in perpetuity. Like, oh really? I didn't know that was a thing. It's like, yeah. So uh, it's, 
what we kind of run into in the Midwest, in particular the, the dead Midwest like Wichita is, is, you know, everything is a little bit slower getting to us. You know, we're probably a little bit slower on the cash practice side of things. You know, but what I say is I, I kind of view that as a positive is that, you know, there are lots of things that kind of start on the coast and kind of work their way in, but eventually like the crappy stuff kind of falls by the wayside. So we really only get the good stuff. It's just five or seven years later. And like, somebody's like, Hey, food trucks. Like, Oh, great idea. And so when it finally gets here, like there's not as much like strange, weird stuff. It's just like, Hey, here's the good stuff. Here's how you do it. Like, Oh, cool. So there are some certain perks I would say to living in a market that's in our location, but also in, in our size, you know, there's not, you know, one new cash practice provider popping up on each side of me, you know, day in and day out. I think there's only two of us in town. And so, um, you know, it it gives us a little bit of a, a, what I would see as an advantage as well too. Well, dude, this has been super fun talk, man. I really appreciate your honesty and, and, uh, and, and, you know, chatting about your, your business with me for, for a little while. If people are interested in learning more about what you're doing and, or if, you know, they, they've got a family member in your area that they're like, you got to go see this guy. Like where, where can they uh, find out more about your company and reach out to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on uh, Instagram, I'm at natural wellness physio, um, on Facebook, natural wellness physiotherapy and same with, uh, the website. But, uh, yeah, it's really exciting to to kind of have more and more people um, working their way towards me and just shooting out and asking questions. I, I tell folks all the time, it's kind of like direct primary care. It's like, hey, yeah, don't wait until your next appointment. Like, shoot us a text now. Like, we'll, we're happy to answer it. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, thanks so much for your time. I know uh, you're a busy guy. Uh, even with all the, the social distancing going on, you got plenty of things to work on. So we appreciate you, you know, giving us some of your time today. Um, and guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. Courtney obviously has a cool story and doing some really neat stuff and inspire you to do the same thing. Even if you're in a smaller marketplace, I think that's like, what's nice about this is you don't have to be in Atlanta. You don't have to be in San Francisco, New York city, whatever you can be in, you know, smaller, moderate sized cities and, and do just as well, if not better, because you know, there's people there that need your help as well. And there's the competition is like, to your point, is less, right? So, uh, it, for now, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure it'll continue to grow as people realize that these models are viable, but, um, Courtney, again, man, thank you so much for your time today, guys, as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.